Hey everybody, um, this is Albin. We're recording this episode on June 3rd as the country mourns the murder of George Floyd. And as thousands of Americans across the country are protesting for racial equality. We honestly wondered whether or not it was even appropriate to do this episode. Talking about podcasting and our industry uh, can feel flippant in light of what so many Americans are going through. But one thing that is clear to us is that we cannot be silent about the injustices that we see, and we have a responsibility to use our platforms, like this podcast, for good. The murder of George Floyd was a heartbreaking example of how differently black and white Americans are treated in our country. This is an injustice that cost George Floyd his life, but it's also an injustice that plays out to a lesser extent in thousands of ways across America every day. This is a time to make changes. This is a time to come together to hold America to her ideals of justice and equality for all. And we cannot claim to seek this justice while also turning a blind eye to the horrors of our country's past, from slavery to lynchings, to segregation, to redlining, to the hundreds of other examples of how this country has mistreated African Americans. We have to face what has happened, and we have to face what is happening to our fellow Americans. We have to do this so that we can honestly seek justice and equality for all. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Buzzcast. Another couple weeks in the podcasting world and it's just good to see, it's good to continue to check in and just see how you guys are doing. So I'm glad we have these bi-weekly therapy sessions with each other scheduled on the calendar. It's kind of remarkable to me now I'm thinking, you just said that I'm like, whoa, it's been like over two months since we've been in the same room. <laughs> it's like, it's just... At, at what point? Well, I mean, it'll be like 2021 before we record again in the same room. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see you guys over here via Squadcast and record this episode. Yes, I agree. I've been out of town for the last week. So not only have we not been in the same room, but I've been kind of disconnected from the what's going on in the world of podcasting. So it's good to jump back in and get caught up. What's going on this week? Well, first of all, while you were on your your hiatus, did you come to any like life changing breakthroughs or revelations that you can share with the rest of the class? No, no, it wasn't wasn't one of those trips. It was just a family a family getaway for a few days, and the beaches are open, so we got some sun and we did a little family fishing, and yeah, I just tried to as best I could stay off my phone and hang out with the family, which is a, a something that happens uh, less than it should shouldn't be as hard to do that um but it was really good it's really good to spend time with the family and it's also great to be back and to jump in and see what's going on um the world's in a bit of a crazy place but podcasting seems to be doing well and it, it, it's really encouraging that we work in an industry that gives a voice and a publishing platform to thousands and thousands of people you know it i one thing that i am reminded of, and I don't want to, to get into, you know, art, this show is about podcasting. So we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of podcasting, but 
one thing that's encouraging that I'm reminded of is that kind of regardless of where you are and what messages you want to get out to the world and opinions that you want to share, podcasting is an amazing platform to do it, right? Like one, one of the things that was a recurring theme that I was seeing on the news and stuff is like, um, Twitter is now dealing with how are they going to flag or possibly censor tweets and YouTube is under the same pressure and Mark Zuckerberg is under the pressure at Facebook. And like, None of that exists in the world of podcasting. Podcasting is just like hosting your own website and you can put whatever you want in your own website, just like you can do with your podcast. You can put whatever you want on your podcast and it's not going to get flagged by a certain provider. It's not going to get taken down because there's this independent open ecosystem in this world of podcasting. And so I'm really happy that this is the, uh, where we get to do our work and one the community, like the ecosystem that we're passionate about supporting and keeping this way. Right. Um, so that was encouraging that even in these, these crazy times we work in a profession supporting an ecosystem that gives people a voice. Well, and even just seeing how like, like we're really privileged to see and interact with our customers consistently, whether it's in support or in our Facebook group. And it's so cool to see how something that started just as, well, Hey, let's make this free Facebook group for podcasters to be able to interact with each other turn into like this huge community of people helping each other that at the very beginning it was us kind of like helping people with questions and now it's like before i could even check to see if there's been an update 17 people have answered questions right and it's it's just totally awesome and in fact this past week we hit a huge breakthrough we hit ten thousand members in our facebook group which is awesome yeah i can still remember less than a year and a half ago kevin saying we really need to start some kind of buzzsprout community and I immediately said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, a Facebook group. I don't want to be on Facebook. And I was like, I have, am I going to answer all the questions? And Kevin was very adamant about it. And uh, Travis, you pretty much did all the work. And here we are. Uh, I'm jumping in at the tail end at 9,900, trying to get us over the hump so that I could be part of the celebration. Um, it was very cool. We hit 10,000. And uh, we actually did a big contest. So I don't know. We, we should probably tell Kevin what this contest is. <laughs> um, we did five prizes. Uh, each of them is like a year of a software tool. So, you know, it was like a year of Descript or a year of Hindenburg, a year of otter.ai transcripts. You know, we did different tools. We've got, we're going to pick five winners. And the way to enter was just to, kind of tell us what you learned from the group. So people just left comments right now. I'm pulling up the group. We have 411 comments on this post. And, uh, I actually sent it to Kevin while he was on his vacation and said, if you're ever having a rough day, just read through these comments because, uh, it was so kind. Oh, we're up to 412 comments now. Uh, but it's just tons of people talking about why the group is being has been helpful and what they've learned. Do we want to go ahead and pick the five people who win? Yes. So it was extremely difficult picking five winners because there were so many great comments, so many really cool perspectives and people sharing things that they've learned, but also how this group has shaped the way they think of themselves as a podcaster, right? That there's a lot of groups on Facebook that have a lot of really smart people in them 
that aren't as inclusive and aren't as community oriented as ours. And so I think it's just really special what we have. And that was just consistently reiterated in those comments. So we are, like Alvin said, giving away five prizes. We're going to be giving away one year of transcripts from audit.ai, one year of Descript Producer, which is a, a online audio editing software that we're really bullish on. Uh, we're giving away a license of Hindenburg Journalist Pro. We're giving away one year of animated videos from Wave for all your social media goodness and one year of remote podcast interviews from Squadcast. So some tools that we use ourselves that we're really that we really like and really benefit your shows. And we chose five winners. So Albin, do you want to read the first winner? All right. So Travis is so wait, which what you give me which one are we doing first? We're doing otter.ai. Yes, let's give away otter.ai first. Okay. Uh, can I get a drum roll, please? The winner of a year of otter.ai transcriptions, Cullen Reeves. Woohoo! I hope I'm say- saying that right, Cullen, said that uh, learned how to treat a studio without thousands of dollars of equipment. Um, you can do it with just, you can record in the kitchen with a phone recorder. It's a creative, inspired medium, and you have endless opportunities to tailor for you and your vision. Thank you for posting the comment. We're glad to have you at part of the Buzzsprout family, and we will reach out to you with a year of otter.ai. Do we know uh, the name of the podcast, Travis? Yes. So Colin co-hosts, we're here for the booze with Macy, and it's a uh, podcast that covers all things spooky, including paranormal, true crime, aliens, and conspiracy theories. So if you're into that kind of stuff, make sure to check out. We're here for the booze, and we'll leave a link in the podcast show notes as well. All right. So next one, a year of Descript. If uh, whoever wins this one is going to want to listen to the interview that I do that we will have later in the show. Uh, Kevin, do you want to read this one off? Sure. This is uh, Mark Jacob Halberg. And he said, honestly, it's been a game changer for me. Being a family man, having a very limited budget, I have to be careful where I spend my money. And when I was in this group, uh, that helped me so much. So from microphones and knowledge about audacity and everything else, this group's been super helpful in helping him maximize his dollar in his for his podcasting journey. Thank you, Mark. Jacob Halberg, you have won a year of Descript. And his podcast is The Fandom Effect which is a podcast designed to showcase how the fandoms we are a part of can have profound impacts on our lives. So if you want to look at that, check that out, whether you're interested in anime, comic books, MMA, video games, all those kind of things, go check out The Fandom Effect, and we will also leave a link to that podcast in the show notes. Third up, we've got a license of Hindenburg Journalist Pro. Uh, This is actually not just a year. This is going to be for good. So, And the winner of this one is... Martin Cohen. Uh, Martin wrote, I've learned a ton from the Buzzsprout community page. I've learned hints and tips on how to market my podcast, how to begin to reach an audience. Martin, thank you for posting this. We're happy to have you as part of the group. Uh, thank you for answering so many questions for you know people who are new to the group and helping them along their podcasting journey. Yes. And Martin co-hosts a show with Stuart called Movie Probe with Stuart and Martin It is a podcast which dissects, inspects, and reviews movies. So if you can't get enough movie podcasts in your life, make sure you go check out the Movie Probe podcast. All right. Fourth, we've got a year of animated videos with Wave. The winner of that, who is this, Travis? This is Keela Cash. 
and they wrote, finding the perfect podcast host was a challenge, but Buzzsprout stood out for being simplistic and super straightforward. This community has been a great source of support as I ask questions as a podcaster going solo for the first time. And more importantly, it's incredibly humbling to pay it forward by offering advice to new members who are starting their podcast journey. And Keila, we are so grateful you were in this podcast Facebook group that we are hooking you up with a year of Wave. And you you want to go and check out Keela's podcast is called Wrestle Soap Topia. It is your one-stop shop for all things professional wrestling. And like all the other winners, you can find a link to her podcast in the show notes. And then the last one, and this is last because this is the biggest one because it's the one that costs the most, uh, a year of Squadcast, totally the unlimited version, is going to go to the Professional Use Only podcast. Um, and they write, we joined Buzzsprout in March of this year, and it's been the best decision we ever made for the show. We learned about the various ways to edit audio in Audacity. We learned how to grow our following by engaging other people in the community. And most importantly, we've learned that the numbers aren't the most important thing, as long as you're enjoying and making good quality content. Thank you so much for what you guys do for the podcast community. Well, thank you for the comment. Thank you for being a part of the group. As I was joking before, I when Kevin wanted to start the group, I was nervous that we would be the ones answering all the questions, and we rarely are uh, because people like you are jumping in and answering um, and helping so many new podcasters out and supporting them in their journey. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we want to support you with a year of Squadcast, and so we'll reach out to get your info so we can send that over. Travis, do you know what this podcast is about? Absolutely. So the professional use only podcast is two black women lawyers discussing the highs and lows of being professional women in today's corporate America. Awesome. Very cool. So we'll link to all of these shows in the description. Um, Travis will personally reach out and make sure you get all of your, you know, all of the winnings. We're really, thank you for everybody for who participated 412 comments. Uh, we shared them around a ton in the Buzzsprout headquarters. And it was very encouraging to read everything you were um, learning about. If you're not already in the group, uh, make sure you join because we're going to do another big giveaway. Uh, we're going to give away five one-year licenses to Descript in conjunction with uh, our next topic. Descript is, for those who are not aware, it is a really new new take on editing audio files. So, I mean, you can also do video, but being a podcast host and specifically talking and living in the podcasting world, we have used it and been interested in it for podcast editing. So it is a huge challenge for anybody who doesn't have a lot of experience editing audio to get in and learn a software, whether it be Audacity or GarageBand or even moving up to professional software like Hindenburg. And Hindenburg is amazing. We talk about it all the time because it's a professional level tool, but it's really easy to use. Um, well, what Descript has done is they've just taken a totally different approach. They've said, forget about looking at waveforms and slicing and trying to figure out where your ums are. And that can take a long time. Um, maybe there's a group of people out there who are very comfortable just editing like a Word document, like a Microsoft Word document or editing an email. And if we, can, we, can we get the technology to a place where if you edit the text on the screen, the machine, the computer can actually edit the audio? And they've done a really good job with that. So it is, it's, again, it's, it's not for everybody, but it's for a lot of people. And it's for a lot of people who are interested in on the Buzzsprout platform because Buzzsprout is all about making things really simple. And so we, when Descript came out, 
it piqued our interest quite a bit. And we got to talking with the team and we liked what they were doing. And so that is what we are announcing today is that we've actually partnered up with them and have done an integration. So now, much like you have in Hindenburg, when you get done editing your, your podcast episode, you can now push from Descript straight into Buzzsprout. So again, this just makes the process even easier because before what you would have to do is you'd finish your editing, then you would save the file to your computer, then you'd open up Buzzsprout and then you'd upload it. Now it's just one button. So now you get finished editing in Descript and you click publish and then there's a little Buzzsprout icon that pops up and you say share to Buzzsprout and it automatically opens your browser and imports it straight into your Buzzsprout account. Yeah, one of the coolest things, um, and we I'll talk about this a bit in my interview with Heather as well, is that we're also bringing in the transcript. And what's so cool there is we've been doing a ton of work with transcripts because we can see on our side the episodes that have transcripts rank better in Google. And that's just a fact. They do better. It's awesome for people who just want to be able to read the podcast rather than listen or for anybody that's hearing impaired. It makes it so much easier for people to discover and consume your content. And we think it's a great um, thing that most podcasters should be doing. And now if you're on Descript, um, especially whoever just won the year of Descript, you will now be able to bring all those perfectly accurate transcripts right into Buzzsprout and they will get published to your page and it will be um, hopefully a great experience. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and jump into that interview? I was able to be a little fly on the wall and uh, run tech support while Albin talked to Heather uh, about one, what makes Descript different than a lot of the other audio editing softwares, but then two, why from their perspective, they wanted to work with Buzzsprout uh, before they started working with any other podcast. So, so I'll go ahead and jump over to that podcast interview now. All right. So I'm here with Heather Ellis. Uh, you do marketing at Descript. And Heather, before we do anything about Buzzsprout and Descript and integrations or anything, I think you need to tell people listening how you're recording this because we're going to make so many people who've recorded uh, very thankful and proud that the pros do it the same as they do. Yeah. So uh, I got caught off guard in quarantine without a good microphone in my house. So whenever I need to do recording, like right now, I am currently, I'm sitting on my bed. I have a pillow on my lap with my computer on top of the pillow. Behind the pillow is an upside down dining chair which is acting as the tent pole of my blanket fort uh, with my comforter over the chair and over my head. And uh, the temperature outside the blanket fort is probably like a cool 60. The temperature inside the blanket fort is a rapidly rising 95. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, West Elm, you guys do a great job with your down comforters. Uh, they're amazing soundproofing. They are also very insulating. So affiliate links in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we just launched this integration with Descript and Buzzsprout. And I'm thinking, you know, for our listeners, there's probably a lot of people who have not used Descript. I think I first ran across you a few years ago when um, some of your team was at Podcast Movement. And Descript has a really unique way of editing and you want to just tell us a little bit about it and we can kind of talk about what is different about Descript. So, yeah, what do you do and what is, uh, how is your, the paradigm different with Descript? Yeah. Um, Descript is really interesting because at its core, it's editing software. You're able to edit audio. But what truly makes it different is that you 
are able to edit audio the same way that you're able to edit a text document. And it enables you to edit a story the same way that you tell a story. You think about the narrative, you think about the words, you think about getting from point A to B to C as you're speaking, and you can literally look at the automatic transcription of what you said out loud and edit the story where you're seeing, okay, here I made this point. I'm going to copy and paste that down because that actually fits a little bit lower in my narrative. And it Descript the software lowers the barrier to entry for an editor. So if you as a podcaster are coming from the, the point of view of, I'm a storyteller. I want to get my stories out. I want to tell the stories of others, but I'm not a professional audio editor. Descript helps you do professional level audio editing without having to learn all of those skills and complicated software. And on the flip side, if you are a professional audio editor, Descript helps you do the same actions that you would do in more traditional software, but it allows you to do them um, oftentimes much more quickly and in a simpler way. And then if you do still have some editing actions that you want to take that um, you prefer to do in another software, you're able to easily export your Descript project to that other software and do whatever finishing tasks you need to do. Yeah, what's crazy to me, I was an English major in undergrad, so I spent all my time thinking about narratives and writing stories. And then when I approached the world of audio editing, and Travis, I feel like, was the one always trying to show me stuff, audio editing is just a totally different way of editing because you kind of listen, you make a cut, you listen, you move something, you listen, it didn't fit right, you change it, and you're constantly moving things. And the script does everything the, in just a totally different way. Rather than dealing with a big audio file, it transcribes the entire thing. And so now we have basically just text. It, they, I think you call it like your uh, script. And then you say, that section was kind of boring, delete. That section was very interesting, but it actually ties in better with the second point I made. And then you just like edit it like a text document and move it. And then what you guys do that is so brilliant is that that's changing the actual audio file that actually comes out at the end. So you just make all your changes in that transcript. And then at the end, you've actually got the audio file. So I think that is so cool. Very different paradigm. It's funny because I see when people use it, especially people I think like me who don't understand audio editing very well, um, but have maybe feel a little bit more comfortable with editing a story. It definitely like it works the way my brain works. Is that, That's a good way of putting it. Absolutely. And it's really interesting that you say that because your background is as a storyteller. I personally, I come from the music industry and it's interesting to look at editing software and you can see how most editing software evolved from analog music recording studios and the way that uh, your different tracks and your different channels were historically routed to specific instruments and microphones and pieces of hardware in the studio. And if you sort of play that out all the way to present day podcasting, you're often faced with a situation where you're looking at a piece of software that is as complex as an analog musical recording studio. And it's set up in a way that it's prepared for, you know, dozens of different tracks and inputs and 
each one with different treatments, some of those instruments being actual analog instruments vibrating air in the room that you're in, some of them being MIDI instruments or samples. And all of that is obviously super helpful. And when you're podcasting, you need some of that, but a lot of the complexity can be uh, reshaped in a way that makes more sense for the podcasting environment. And with Descript, we came about the whole situation from the point of view of, I want this to work the way that my brain works. I want to tell a story. And by reframing it in that way, by reframing the editing process in that way, we have approached the entire problem of podcasting, not, well, this is how recording has always been. And instead, this is how storytelling has always been. Yeah, I think that that is brilliant. And that's one of the things that we really like about Descript because I felt like we aligned in lots of ways where Buzzsprout, you know, our whole goal is how do we make people successful and make it as easy as possible for you to start a podcast. And you were kind of reimagining this editing portion and we looked at it and go, you know, for a lot of people, that's probably the easiest way to edit. It's just to edit something like it's a Google doc. And then it spits out an audio file that has uh, been edited the same way. So that was what got us excited about, you know, working with Descript. Maybe from your side, where where did you kind of see the alignments between Descript and Buzzsprout? And why did you decide to work with us first? One of the things that I think first struck me about Buzzsprout is that when you are on the internet and you're asking the question, you know, you're asking Google, how do I make a podcast? Buzzsprout shows up in a way that a lot of other platforms don't. Buzzsprout not only offers the specific services that are required of podcast hosting. You know, you host the podcast, you distribute it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, it it does those basic things. But Buzzsprout also provides the level of support for podcasters that I think a lot of podcasters really truly need where they help you. Um, well, I shouldn't say they, where you help podcasters <laughs> go from the question of how do I make a podcast through actually creating that podcast. And I think in a lot of ways, philosophically, Descript tries to do the same thing, where it's how do I edit? How do I create a professional quality audio file? And we try to walk creators through that process in a way that's intuitive, in a way that's genuinely helpful. And as we continue to grow as a company, it's something that we're trying to do more and more of. And I think the partnership with Buzzsprout allows us to do that in a way that's really informed and coming from a point of view of in real life for real life podcasters, who are they working with? What are they trying to do? How are they trying to achieve the goal of launching a successful podcast and maintaining a successful podcast? And I mean, from my point of view, I don't think anybody does it better than you guys. Well, I uh, <laughs> we definitely appreciate those kind words. Um, I'm going to snag a segment of this recording out for my annual reviews that are coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> so uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate that. So maybe we should talk a little bit about just what the Descript integration does. So basically, you take your audio file, you drop it into Descript, and then it will transcribe the whole episode. You make all your edits on the text. It makes those edits with on the actual audio file for you. 
And then you go and you export your file. And now one of the options is to export to Buzzsprout. Um, so we have other integrations that do this in other software. But one of the things that's unique is because you guys are actually doing the transcription, you're able to send us the transcription as well. Correct. So just by virtue of the way Descript works, when you finish your project and you have a finished audio file, you also have a finished transcription. And when you click that you know, single button to export your finished project out to Buzzsprout, the audio and the transcript are both sent. And when you go through the motions and you land in Buzzsprout with your product, uh, with your finished project, you're able to do your, fin- your uh, final publish within Buzzsprout with the audio, with the transcript right there. And we're very excited that the uh, Buzzsprout Descript integration has that transcript built right in. Yeah, we see this ourselves. I mean, episodes that have a transcription are much more likely to rank in Google. Um, It's really nice for people who just prefer reading that they have the ability to read a podcast interview rather than listening to it. And then there's lots of people who are hearing impaired and for them to try to listen to a podcast is either not available or very diminished. The ability to do that is very hard. So having a transcript just makes it more accessible to anyone who's hearing impaired. So we are huge believers of transcripts. We've been doing a, a lot of work on our end on transcripts, and it was very exciting uh, to work with Descript to be able to bring that in. Before we go, you guys have one feature that is like crazy, and I kind of feel weird that we haven't even talked about it. What is Overdub? What does it do? And like, are the robots going to like take over the world with this feature? Like, what? So tell us what that is. I mean, this is this is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overdub is like our, our prize winning show dog um, <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. So Overdub effectively allows podcast edits to happen without re-records. So what you do is you record yourself speaking and we have a script. Uh, it's about 10 minutes of audio that you record. And as you're recording, the AI technology within Descript is sensing the different qualities of your voice. It's sensing your timbre, the way that your voice sounds when you're speaking emphatically versus when you're speaking very plainly and matter of fact. And it takes in all of those different data points and effectively clones your voice so that as you're creating a podcast, if you, let's say, misquoted a statistic, you're able to type in the correct statistic and your cloned overdub voice will seamlessly speak that correct statistic in the final podcast. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, not sure if you're hearing this correctly, I think the example you guys use in the video is like somebody says, oh, I was talking to this person over Szechuan chicken. And then she goes, ah, that's not correct. She deletes Szechuan chicken and types biscuits and then the audio says biscuits. And she never recorded anything that said biscuits. It's just that the AI from knowing her voice from all this other stuff is actually gone. This is how you would say biscuits in this scenario. And it sounds so good. But you can only use it for your own voice. So it's, it is guarded. But it is incredibly interesting. I could totally see Travis like loving this when... I say something goofy in a podcast. 
uh, that he could edit that out. And then he's like, oh, gosh, uh, Alvin should have said the opposite. He should have said not there. Instead, <laughs> he got it totally backwards so he could fix it. Overdub is currently still in beta testing. So you do have to sign up and then a member of our team works with you to get your overdub voice created and to get you onboarded. So um, it's in beta right now. It is coming for real um, uh, in a little while. But for now, um, you can learn more on our website and sign up to join the beta. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're really excited about this integration. Buzzword is now the only podcast host that integrates with Descript. Uh, we think it's really going to be a great thing for a lot of people to use both soft pieces of software. You can just move your content right over. I know uh, you've got to be up to about 105 degrees cooking under the blanket <laughs> right now. Uh, any final words before we end? Look, I would stay under this 135 <laughs> all day long to talk to you guys. We are very, very excited to be working with you. I mean, I already said it, but I personally think that Buzzsprout is one of the most valuable resources for guiding and educational material for podcast creators out there. So um, thank you guys for all that you do. We are very, very excited to be working with you. And I am looking forward to what else we can do together. How well would you survive without Amazon Prime right now? How well? Oh, gosh. <laughs> can, I, can I actually tell a story about yes. how well Kevin would do? <laughs> I was, I had to go by and I had to run an errand. And in doing so, I had, I actually drove by Kevin's house and I looked over at Kevin's yard, I guess, while he was out of town. It was just like this mountain of Amazon boxes. And so I asked your neighbor, <laughs> Kevin, I said, like, Hey, uh, do you know something about the fins? Like we've got a bunch of boxes. They go, oh, they've always got boxes. I'm like, well, I think they're out of town. Should we like do something? Should I put it behind there? She's like, no, there's literally always boxes at their house. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin, yeah, I don't know how well Kevin would perform without, uh, without his Amazon subscriptions. Yeah. And I'm the one who's always trying to tell people if you can get it somewhere else besides Amazon, please do. So we do get our share share number of Amazon packages, but we also get packages from every other online store in the world as well. We don't shop at stores anymore. It's crazy. You don't you don't go to the the mall to get free Chinese food samples? No, and ex experience no. oh recirculated gosh. air with all these I've got other all people. The local restaurant guys, you know, and owners, and who we like and we frequent. Um, and there's a few shops that are within bike riding distance from our house that I'll buy whatever they have. If I need it, I'll go buy there. But for the most part, I'm like, I don't go to malls. I don't go to Best Buy. Like I don't hit any of these stores anymore. I cannot, I don't know. I can't stand it. So this transition has actually been a bit more uh, in depth than we expected. <laughs> but, uh, why are we, why are we talking about Amazon Travis? <laughs> so there was a recent Bloomberg article that came out talking about how Amazon, which has had Amazon Music for a while, they bought the Audible app very early on and are the number one destination for audiobooks, that they are now trying to be more serious and get into the podcasting game in a bigger way. Not a lot of details to this point, but whenever Amazon does anything, it can very quickly become noteworthy, right? Like it was just a while ago where Amazon was trying this new kind of niche grocery store where there's no checkout and then boom, they buy Whole Foods, right? So I think whenever Amazon decides to do anything, it's noteworthy. And I think important too, just to kind of look at what their perspective is, like why they would want to be making this push into more audio content. And then, you know, potentially the impact that it has on the podcasting industry as a whole. 
Yeah. So there's two main articles that I read. Um, the one is in Bloomberg and then the other is in Axios. Um, there's, there's, it looks like there's two prongs. One is the audible angle, which is interesting to me. Uh, that, so this is from Bloomberg. Audible has also explored the possibility of rolling out a lower priced plan that would offer access to originals, but not books. So um, I don't know if you guys are huge users of Audible, but Audible has actually for a long time had these podcast like audio content and it's not served on a feed and it's always not always like in the actual style differently, but they've done this kind of short run audio content. And I guess they're now exploring the ability of having that outside the app. I don't know if you, either of you use this. I, I think I was actually on the beta for it. And I never got a whole lot out of it, though I am a massive fan of Audible. Yeah, I'm not an Audible consumer. I think all of my audio content is is podcasts. I don't know. What, what about you, Kevin? Yeah, I love Audible. I'm an Audible member. What's interesting, like, the Audible angle, I don't, I don't really know that I fully understand. I'm sure the team at Amazon has a much bigger uh, vision for what this can be than, than I've been able to, to come up with my, by myself. Um, I've never listened to audible originals. Um, what I have noticed is like, did Alvin, you're, since you're an audible user as well, did you listen to talking to strangers, the new Malcolm Gladwell book? No, I know you, Kevin has like pushed me to listen to this book quite a few times. Yeah, whether you like Malcolm Gladwell or the content of the book or not, it's worth listening to just to, for the the experience has been different than any other audiobook that I've ever heard. He actually recorded that book more like a podcast, like it's actually produced. He has interviews oh, nice. with people, and so it's not just him reading the book. It, he does read the book, but then like when there's a segment in the book where he's talking about a story, he will interject real interviews with the people. And he has um, background music that plays. And it, I mean, it sounds like you're listening to a really amazing, highly produced podcast. It does not sound like an audiobook at all. And so I'm really interested if that is a trend that we're going to start seeing because now audiobooks are competing with podcasts, right? And podcasts are highly entertaining. So when I get in my car for a three or four hour road trip, there's oftentimes a book that I want to listen to. But I'm like, at the same time, podcasts are just kind of more fun sometimes. And so now I think this was the first book that I've listened to that I'm like, oh my gosh, I think they're doing, they're trying to compete with podcasts a little bit, which is very interesting. You know, I'm actually thinking of Travis, I don't know if you listen to this. Did you listen to uh, can't hurt me by David Goggins? No, but I'm very familiar with David Goggins and he intimidates me as a human being. <laughs> yeah, seriously. As like a Navy <laughs> seal who has like all these insane records, most pull-ups and all sorts of stuff. But in his book, he not only does the audiobook, it's different because he does, he reads it or it's read and then it switches over to an actual interview with David Goggins where they actually get a little bit more into the content of the book. I wonder if that was actually done by Audible. I mean, maybe they are trying to say, hey, we've seen some things that are working in podcasting. How could we use those to improve the, you know, listening to audiobooks? So all that to say, the article does go on to talk about other, I don't know if any of this is confirmed or not, or just speculation, but the idea that Amazon would be potentially adding podcasts to other apps or something. Is that right, Alvin? What does it say? Yeah. So one is the audible angle, which I just don't understand what is kind of being the, the play there is. But um, the second part, Amazon Music will add podcasts to its app in the coming months, according to people familiar with the matter. 
Amazon has been talking with producers and networks about hosting their shows within its app, though they have yet to finalize many deals. So that sounds like there's an original content angle there. You know, this seems like this did come out on the heels of the Joe Rogan deal. So there might be some, you know, an onus to get some stuff done now. It's interesting to me that Amazon Music would be adding podcasting to the app because at the same time, we've got Google kind of splitting Google Play Music up. They're actually taking the podcast and putting it into Google Podcasts, taking the music and putting it into YouTube Music. It's interesting to see how different platforms are trying to, you know, see it. They see a different way of uh, categorizing podcasts. Yeah. Like Apple has a couple of years ago, they split off the Apple podcast app to its own app. They broke it out of iTunes and now there's a music app and a podcast app completely separate. And Apple TV. And Apple TV. Right. And we see something similar happening in the Google world. Google wants to sort of silo these different types of content across different apps. Spotify going the other direction. Spotify saying, hey, we already have our app installed on hundreds of millions of phones. We just want to push more content into that one app. Um, And a lot of it might have to do with the fact that Apple and Google can basically push whatever apps to hundreds of millions of phones at any given time that they want. So the podcast app is a default app in iOS now. So is Apple Music. So is Apple TV. And Google has that same leverage and power with on the Android platform. So if they want to give everybody Google Podcasts, they can. If they want to give everybody YouTube Music, they can. Spotify doesn't have that power. Amazon doesn't have that power. Amazon made a play at one point. They had like Fire Phone and all this other stuff, but it never caught oh, on man. nearly as much. <laughs> Fire Phone. <laughs> right. And so they they don't have the same uh, advantage that Apple and Google do. So I, I almost feel like if they could, they would, because it probably is a better experience to be able to say, Hey, my music lives here and my podcasts live here. And my TV shows live here. It's, you know, you don't have a huge screen on mobile devices. So being able to dedicate the controls and the user interface for the specific type of content is probably a better experience, but you see Spotify saying, we don't have the power. We don't have the options. So we got to push it all in. And it's one of the the criticisms that we have as podcasters is the podcasting listening experience in Spotify is not great. It's not as good as dedicated podcast apps. Um, so that's a bit of a disadvantage, but it's the only play that they have. And it seems like Amazon is following suit. So Amazon has a music app that's pretty popular. And they're thinking that by, I'm assuming now, now I'm projecting, but I'm guessing they're saying, hey, let's put podcasts in there. That's just another reason for somebody to launch our app. Well, according to the Bloomberg, it is that they would be adding it into the Amazon music podcast app or they'd add podcasts into that music app. So it seems more of that Spotify type play. And it might not, I mean, this is again, speculation. It's totally possible that this isn't even really about bolstering Amazon music, but it's more about increasing the value of having an echo device in your house. Yeah. Right. That they want you to buy an Amazon echo for every room. So you can have your podcast follow you around the house as you do chores. Right. And that's similar to Apple. Apple wants you to buy iPhones. That's why they made Apple Podcasts, right? They're not monetizing your listening habits in Apple Podcasts, at least right now. Their big play is they want you to buy an iPhone. And so could totally see Amazon just using podcasts as a way to make Amazon Prime subscriptions more valuable and to make their Echo devices and Fire tablets and those kind of things more valuable as well. Yeah, one thing that I would love to see out of this is what we got when Spotify joined podcasting was Spotify introducing a lot of music listeners to podcasting. And a lot of their growth has not been stealing people from other apps. It's been introducing people who listen to Spotify to podcasts. That's been a very good thing that for the Spotify has done for the community. It'd be very cool. Amazon Music is 
according to this article, the third or fourth largest uh, music subscription service. They beat out, I don't know, title, I guess, um, <laughs> but they're, they're third or fourth. And, you know, there's probably, I mean, there's dozens of people who are using it and uh, they could all, you know, start listening to podcasts <laughs> as well. I'm not sure how big Amazon music is. I would hope that it would introduce more people to podcasts and give it a, an easy way uh, to start engaging with exciting content. Yeah. And I, I love it from the idea of, you know, Spotify is pushing hard to control more and more of the podcasting world, and it's going to take more big players getting involved uh, in order to make sure that they never own enough of your audience that they can start doing things that would make people want to pull out of their ecosystem. And so again, I don't have anything against Spotify in turn, like as long as they're playing nice, but when they start not playing nice or like showing that they want to exert control, that's when I get cautious. And I think in the last episode, we talked about how they, we get more takedown notices from them than anybody else and, and stuff like that. So it makes me nervous, but I'm, I get really excited when another big player comes to town and says, Hey, we want to help podcasters, independent podcasters get their content available and accessible to more listeners. That's, that's fantastic. Again, this was an article that we read. If it comes to fruition, then you can rest assured as a Buzzsprout customer, we will be doing everything in our power to make sure that we are one of the first to help you get your podcast listed in whatever solution Amazon rolls out for podcasters. We'll use whatever influence and power and technology we have at our disposal, but it's something that we're super excited about and we, we hope it does happen. You know, as we talked about the different ways that all of these companies are engaging with podcasts, I'm noticing all of the Google Play music is going to be is being moved into YouTube music. And it kind of made me think about, you know, so much podcasting, quote unquote podcasting is on YouTube. You know, the original reasons why we launched Five Minute Mondays, which is now podcasting Q&A. Um, was to ourselves experiment about what's the best way to have podcast content on YouTube. And so I thought maybe we could do a bit of like a, I don't know, after action report. Maybe Travis, you could speak a little bit to how we have taken this content that was originally for podcasting and are using it on YouTube and what we think our best way to do that is. Yeah, for sure. And I think the easiest way to kind of enter this conversation uh, is to put it in the frame that people kind of recognize and understand, which is if you look at social media platforms, they all have kind of their own unique way of displaying and interacting with content, right? Like the way that you create a Facebook post for Facebook is different than what you do for Twitter, which is different than what you do for Pinterest, which is different than what you do for LinkedIn. If you just took the same image and the same words and copy and pasted them everywhere, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work, right? Because each of those apps have their own culture, their own way of interacting with the content. And so in order to do well on social media, you have to respect the platform, right? And do what works well on the platform. And so this is no different, right? When you're talking about taking audio content and putting it on YouTube, you have to think through, well, how would you actually do that in a way that respects what YouTube does very well and leverages that to actually get the result, which is that you want more people to listen to your podcast. And so when we first started it, we just started like bare minimum, you know, we're just going to set up a camera and record the podcast. Like that's it. There was no bells and whistles, no nothing. It was just me recording my podcast. And and I wasn't even looking at the camera. I can't tell you how many comments we've gotten on our YouTube oh channel. Oh my gosh. 
It's saying, Travis, look, look at the, the camera. camera. <laughs> it was literally fly on the wall. It was camera on the wall, just watching you record an audio podcast. Right. So like super low barrier of entry. Like, let's just try this. And the reason we did that was because for the same reason I just talked about, when you go to YouTube, you don't go to YouTube to look at a still image with audio playing in the background. That's not why you go to YouTube. You go to YouTube to watch videos. So if you want to use YouTube to grow your audience, there needs to be some kind of visual element. So that's where we started. Right. And and our opinion on that has not changed. Like the data supports that. We've looked at that multiple times about allowing people to publish their audio straight from Buzzsprout into YouTube. We, We continue to monitor and look at it. It is not working for anyone anywhere. Uh, one of the biggest podcasts that that I like and enjoy, and it's a software company that we respect, is uh, the Rework Podcast. They've started doing it now. They've got a huge following, a huge mailing list, and they are pushing still images with audio in the background. Might even have like little waveform graphics or something like that. And they are getting, I mean, like less than a hundred plays or something like that. And again, it's not about the numbers. Like a hundred plays is a hundred plays. And that's, if that's where you are in your numbers, fantastic. But what I'm saying is when you contrast that with the, the audience that they have and the draw that they have their podcast, I'm thinking does 20, 30, 40,000 plays. I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, they just have a huge audience. I know that, um, their blog posts when they, <laughs> again, we've been following them for 20 years. So they used to talk about like when we post something on our blog, we get hundreds of thousands of reads. So this is a, a company that has a massive following and a massive voice. And because they're, I guess it's an experiment or something that they're running on YouTube. It's not, it's not producing for them. So for somebody like us, a smaller show, like we get, you know, 1200 or 1400 listens to every buzzcast episode. You can imagine if they're doing tens of thousands on their audio podcast and hundreds, if we were doing audio only on YouTube, we would get like five listens. Yeah. And, and the, it's not just about, is it worth it to get a few listens? It's also about how that hurts your reputation on YouTube. So now they have a channel uh, on YouTube and YouTube is saying, this is not a good channel. So deprioritize it. It's going to continue to make it worse. Again, why does that matter? Well, if at some point down the road, they actually want to use that channel that's tied to their brand to do something that would normally rank well on YouTube. Now they're starting with a handicap. They're starting behind the eight ball because the algorithm already says that you don't push good content up here. It's one of the questions that we get a lot. And it's one of, it's a tough one because we do feel a little bit like we're, um, we don't want to parent anybody, Right. But you're giving somebody a tool that can that is most most if, if you did that. So there are podcast hosts where you upload your audio and then they will push it to YouTube on your behalf. But there's there's we have not found a good use of that technology yet. And so it's not like we couldn't build it and give it to everybody, but it, it just doesn't feel responsible because there is no good use for that. So you're giving somebody something that is ultimately going to hurt their brand or their 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 content. Now, what I am interested in doing is like the other way right? The idea of, Hey, if you're producing video content and you just want to go ahead and shoot that up to YouTube, I would love to be able to pull it down into your Buzzsprout account. So that's something that we're exploring because we could extract the audio very easily. Um, it, it very easily goes the other direction, but when you're trying to take audio only content and put it on a video first platform, it just usually does more harm than good. And again, if anybody listening has an example of saying, Hey, there is a channel that actually is doing that and it's working for them. I would love to see it. Cause again, we continuously monitor this stuff and trying to, if we can figure out a, a good way to do it, we would love to do it. So all that to say, back to you, Travis, and what we're doing with podcasting Q&A. Yeah, so we recently did the rebrand. We're a couple months out from that. And the reason we did that is because we decided that strategically for this show to do well, it makes more sense for it to essentially be 
a YouTube show that is podcast friendly, right? So Buzzcast is a podcast through and through. Sometimes we live stream it, sometimes we don't, um, but it is an audio first show. Podcasting Q&A, we wanted to explore the opposite. What if you made a primarily video show that also works extremely well as a podcast? And so that's what we do with podcasting Q&A, where there's a lot more visual elements. There's things like B-roll and animation effects and things like that that lend themselves to doing well on YouTube. And so we see, we've seen a gradual shift in our numbers go from mostly podcast downloads to now it's 50-50 most of the times. And then sometimes YouTube picks up one of those episodes and it takes off, right? Like we had one of our last five minute Monday episodes was about how to record podcast episodes with your phone, like what microphones to plug into your phone and what software to use. And that's got more than 10,000 views. But that, that one video just got picked up by YouTube and now a lot more people have seen our channel. So that was the thing that we did and the reason we did that. Do I think that it's the thing that most podcasters should do? Probably not. Uh, YouTube is totally a different beast than podcasting and takes up a lot more time to edit, to produce, to really do it well. You know, there are certainly some benefits especially when it feeds into other content we do. Like we just are about to wrap up a seven video series on different audacity editing techniques, which is like, okay, if you're going to teach someone how to use audacity, they need to be able to see the screen so they can follow along with what you're doing. Like certain things that we want to do to help podcasters lend themselves to video. And so we know by making podcasting Q and a a better YouTube content that will ultimately feed people to the other content we have to help them. So for that reason, it makes sense for us to do it. But unless you have a strategy that is really leveraging video content in a big way, then it's probably best to just focus on growing your podcast, be super focused on that, and then really do everything you can to market your podcast well. And there's nothing wrong. Again, remember where we started out. So we started out by putting a camera on a tripod and filming Travis, you know, (laughs) at a 45 degree angle from the side just recording his audio podcast because we knew at least that was the right format of content to put on YouTube. And as, as we saw some uh, engagement off of that, the, the views were going up and we were getting comments and we were responding. Then it was the, what was the next step after that? Okay. How do we make it a little bit better? And now we're kind of like in phase three where we actually have um, a team of people who are working on our YouTube channel and working on our content. And so just one step at a time, if YouTube is something that you're interested in, we do believe in it as a method to grow a podcast, but it is a, it is probably one of the most expensive ways, if not the most expensive ways to grow your podcast. So you need to just take it in small steps. So nothing wrong with grabbing a little phone mount tripod and hitting record and setting it in front of you while you're recording your podcast and posting some of those videos to YouTube. And just see how it goes for a few months. You know, maybe there's nothing there and you can move on with a different marketing strategy. Maybe there is something there. And if there is, then you can take the next step. So just be aware of that. It's a totally different thing, but could be a fun and effective way to to market your podcast. We've seen a little bit of traction with it enough that we're going to keep going, keep taking the next steps. And if you haven't seen our YouTube channel yet, please go check it out. Travis and Jonathan and a lot of the other people uh, from the office who are appearing in videos, uh, Jalan and Sarah are putting out amazing content every week, uh, answering questions that you guys are sending in in podcasting Q and a doing equipment reviews, um, software tutorials. It's, it's really an amazing resource. And again, 
there's benefit to us in just teaching people, just being educators on how to be a good podcaster, regardless of how many people subscribe to our channel or end up listening to this show. There's a lot there and it could be a great marketing tool for your podcast. So check it out. Well, that does it for this installment of Buzzcast. If you want to be in the know with our next uh, giveaway that's coming up that we talked about as far as giving away uh, some Descript licenses, then make sure you join our podcast community on Facebook, the number one place to get your podcast questions answered. I just came up with that tagline on the fly. How do you guys, you guys like that? Number one place, according to me. According as, to a survey of one. rated by Yelp.com and TravisAltbritton.co. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys, it's a fantastic community. And if you're not there yet, uh, you're, you're definitely missing out. And also, if you got a lot out of this episode and, and you want to let us know what you think, head over to Podchaser, uh, leave us a review there, share the episode with your podcast buddies, and let's just keep this train rolling. But that does it for us for this episode and we'll catch you in the next one.